0: We're back again, episode seven of a podcast. My name is Michael, and as always, I'm sat here with my cousin, Will. Will, how's things, mate?
1: Yeah, really good. I'm really looking forward to this episode. We've got some, some seriously cool talking points with another bonus point win over Leicester. Uh, some crucial news in the week as well that Marcus has re-signed. Uh, and then some big decisions to make as we, we look to build our Quinn's Anthems playlist at the back end of the pod, so can't wait to get stuck in. We disrupt this meeting. I will have to remove you from it. Hang on,
0: is that Jackie Weaver?
1: You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No authority at
0: all. Quite right. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Let's uh, let's keep this pod moving. She's just kicked
1: him out. I, I... No, she's kicked him out. No, don't. She's kicked him out. This is a meeting called by two councillors. They now elect a chairman. Well, I'm electing Michael. Mike, can you remove Jackie Weaver, please, so we can get on with the pod?
0: Yeah, mate, she's uh, she's gone. Sorry, Jackie. Anyway, um, another <laughs> bonus point, mate. We're off three on a trot. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, three three wins in the last three since since Guzzi's gone um two bonus point wins within that i actually wrote the tigers off a little bit looking at their team sheet they haven't got too many superstars anymore but they're one of those sort of tough teams aren't they very well drilled um strong in the set pieces as as the lads were saying throughout the week but even when they scored first they came flying out the traps didn't they but even when they scored first i wasn't particularly worried i kind of had the confidence in the boys that we would get back into the game and that's not something we've had for a little while so um that, that was quite a nice feeling to have
0: yeah i think um I think it's spot on as well, especially with Borthwick. Like uh, you, again, we we looked at their sides when the team came out, and no one really stands out. Although actually, there were some of their players were, were brilliant on the day. I thought um, Jack Van Poffley at nine, he was you know causing some real problems. And you know, handy, they got, isn't he? Yeah, and then they, you know they bring on the likes of Tom Youngs and and, and Dan Cole off the bench. You know it's, it's it's tough to write off a side like that, and they've obviously been going through a bit of a tough spell in the last few seasons but you know Borthwick um you know his, his coaching is so well looked at and you know he'll um he'll get him he'll get him going I think in the next however long it is but there was certainly no certainly you know difficult to look past but I was it's weird now I'm going into games almost with a with a bit of confidence you know like yeah. when he has when we had was it was a bit of a turning point obviously the first game after Guzzi and then we play well at Bristol uh at Bath sorry um and then yeah it was it was weird I was sort of going in and expecting us to beat teams like Leicester and obviously you know it was, it was great to see yeah it's a sign of progression
1: isn't it and that's all we can ask for we want to just improve week on week um and the club's really improved hasn't it the the way that the fans have reacted and our mentality with it now um there's a few players that have stepped up massively and i think about scott baldwin and the rumors of him going to worcester a few weeks ago they seem to have quieted down a little bit and if it's a decision that's already been made then i hope the club have made plans to to react to that and, and have a suitable replacement but his offload for that first try for brown sort of kept hope in the move when I thought the move was done um, and really set up that first try. So I hope we've got that plan if we do lose him.
0: Yeah he um he's he almost looks like an asset to us now if we lost him after after this season. Mm. He's played so well in the last three weeks that'd be a you know a bit of a shame if we lost him now after how well he's done. And you know, speaking of offloads obviously easy to talk about Andre's you know offloads and his power but the little you know sleight of hand from Will Evans to set up Markov's the second try, you know, after riding a tackle again I just I can't I can't stop being impressed by him, and someone actually made a really yeah. good point on on Twitter during the week. I said, you know, if he was playing at Exeter, or if he was playing at Bristol, or maybe a Wasps, and you know, his, how good he is over the ball, you know, that's obviously his, his major skill set and his tackling. But he he'd maybe be more talked about in a, in a sort of wider view. But you know, I'm I'm glad we've got him, and he's almost like I was trying to think of players that I could compare him to, and someone like a Makaveev and that sort of player. You know, when he was at his peak at, at Exeter, they almost you know he's they're similar sort of players. But you no, know, Will Evans is. He's just getting better, and I said it last week, I'll say it again. He's just, he just keeps going. He just keeps, you know, knocking people down and big chop tackles, winning turnovers. I think it was really impressive.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a workhorse, isn't he? He's similar in that aspect to Robshaw. He just gets about the park from minute one to minute eighty. He doesn't stop. Um, just quietly goes about his business, which again, like Robshaw, which is probably why he doesn't get too many plaudits because he's, he's not got that impact on the game that um is sort of visible to the eye as much as other players on the pitch do. Um, but he's a he's a real asset to our team that's for sure
0: yeah I mean I always talk about players going quiet a little bit and we've spoken about this and seen a couple of people mention it as well Joe Marchant's been pretty quiet in the last two weeks or two three weeks I'm not sure whether that's the fact that we're now playing more dominantly and getting front football with Esther Hayes and you know off 12 but he just hasn't had that spark that we've been sort of used to seeing
1: yeah, we were saying since he's come back from his, his lone stint at the Blues, he, he's been relatively quiet and seems sort of a shadow of his former self. Um, you think about how he was on the fringes of the England squad and the players he's got to compete with there. He's very similar in style to Jonathan Joseph in that he, he's quite agile and, and tries to beat the defender on the outside and, and get him for pace. You look at some of the other centres in the squad like your, your Oli Lawrence or previously Manu Tsualangi who are, have very differing styles in that they, they kind of seek the contact and, and try and beat the first man physically um But yeah, I think that's largely down to the introduction of Andre, and he's really stepped up the last few weeks. We were sort of very excited about him when he signed, and haven't seen too much reward yet. But the last few weeks, he's he's really dominated the contact.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. You know, when we first signed him, obviously we didn't get to see him straight away. It was you know, it took a couple of weeks to to get fit and then get in the squad, and then obviously we had a big break, and then he got. Uh, you know, That's suspension right. against Gloucester, but I think yeah. in the last three games we've we've caught a glimpse of what he's capable of. Like he's so dominant when he gets the, when he gets front football, and also one thing I really liked from I mean, a left foot kicking option when he was kicking to touch in the sort of second half yeah, game. Was that. was that? I was like, what's well, well, going right. on? There. You've got Brownies <laughs> on the field. We've got we've got a play with. Yeah. Met all these England caps and a left foot. Andre, do you, 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 Andre,
1: just, a better left foot adoption than Mike Valley? Like, you sure,
0: Andre? I was like, you just, you just catch it and run it, mate. Don't worry about kicking. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did the right hit, job, didn't he? Yeah, hit touch a couple of times, which, which I enjoyed. But no, I think you know, he's, um, he's again, like we said, it maybe Joe's having a Joe March, some couple of quiet weeks, but now we're, we're starting to really see the likes of Andre come through now. And then obviously, you know, Wilco Lowe started on the bench. I think you made a good point during the week that he's played a lot of minutes in the last few weeks and, what a, and a very able replacement to Simon Kerridge, who was in and around the England frame not, yeah. long, not long ago. And I thought we didn't lose anything at set piece when he was in, in there. Um, Wilco came on and, in the, in the, in, you know, towards the second half and, and did well. Joe Marla was, does what Joe Marler does, dominant He's yeah. tackled Oh, I love
1: I love the head to head between him and Dan Cole as well when he came on because they were obviously very good mates and there was a little bit of chat. It's a shame the microphones didn't pick it up, but that'd have been quite quite a good insight.
0: The two fat detectives from the England camp. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you can see him just sort of nibbling away at each other in the scrum. I'd love to know what was going on. But I'll yeah. give you a quick shout out to uh, Joe Marler's undershorts as well, a little flowery number. I really enjoy them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought they were leg tatties at first. I was a bit concerned, but no, they're definitely undershorts. <laughs> on, the on that front row piece, though, um, Simon Kerrard, I'm a big fan of. We've got real depth there, haven't we? He's he's a busy front row forward. He gets around the park and it, he looks sort of hungry and, and, and he's got that sort of ruthless aggression about him where he looks for contact, whether he's got the ball or whether he's defending, which I quite like. And I think he's quite competitive in the fact that he probably wants that starting shirt mm. Um, that there's a good bit of competition there. And I saw a post on the Quinn's fans Facebook group, actually about would we have Carl Sinclair back at the club? And I looked to where he's gone now with Bristol and he's, he's always on the bench or he's not in the squad for, for an injury or he's away with England. There's no doubt that Carl Sinclair is a better quality player than, than our current threes. But in terms of value, I would pick Wilco or even Kerrod over him every day at the minute, just because the, the minutes they put into the shirt and uh the quality they bring. I feel like Kyle goes goes missing a little bit in club games. Sometimes he just he loves that international stage and brings his air game for that. Um but I'm definitely happy with the business we've done with Wilco and Kerrod. And
0: yeah, interesting. I'd never d I never had not really thought about that, but yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, if... I think
1: the way to view that is is value over quality.
0: Yeah. I'm sure we probably would, but again, like I was saying we've got depth there. We've Kerrod and, and Will Colo, and you've got even on the even on the loose head side, you know, you've got Joe Marlowe and Santiago Garcia botta Um Jordan Ells was a later place, there's real depth in the front row, which I'm enjoying.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um another point on the game yesterday, and again it's another one of us Africans in, in Andre again. Uh, there was that moment just before half time where we won the penalty, and I was thinking, right, well. It's funny when you're watching the game as a fan, you try and put yourself in the shoes of the captain and at this point in the game, in this position with the penalty, what decision would I make? and I would have gone for the three points there and taken a nine point lead into half time it was it was an unmissable one for Marcus and we went for the corner and then big andre crashes over and all of a sudden we've got another another seven points going into half time that was a huge moment yeah, um, so that was, that was a great bit of captaincy from big Steph there but there are other moments throughout the game where I felt we were we weren't very clinical and that's the difference between getting into top 4 and not getting into top 4 whether it was an offload that didn't go to hand um we kicked a penalty just before half time and then from the restart they go and win a penalty and kick one back and um, we'll score a try they score a try straight afterwards it was like we need to kind of keep our wits about us if we want to have serious um have a serious challenge for the top four
0: yeah and i think spot on and i'm just reading a couple of notes here and um things that i sort of wrote down as i watched the highlights and as i was watching the game and what were your thoughts on the card for for Simo and their their number eight <laughs> Um, I think the ref, I, I don't disagree with it. I think the
1: ref had enough. There was lots of little scraps throughout the game, which was quite interesting to see, actually, because that's kind of missing from the game these days because there's so many cameras on, on display that you can't really miss anything. Um, so it seems to have been removed from the game a little bit. But there was quite a few little scraps. And I think the ref just thought, you know what? I thought we'd left this at half time, We've come out straight away and it's carried on. Let's make a point. Let's get rid of them both. Um, so I don't disagree with the ref there. I don't think it was for the incident. I think it was just an accumulation of, of frustrating sort of clashes. Yeah. But for for a player like Matt Simons, 50 caps, um, sort of stalwart of premiership rugby, I kind of hope for better. Um, and again, like we had the momentum going into the second half, having just scored before half time, You come out and that's your time to really sort of end the game. You score points, even if it's three, just to start the second half. And I just feel like Losing a man wasn't the smartest thing. I know it didn't change the the status of the game when it was fourteen all, but wise heads.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't convinced. I think you're probably right that it was an accumulation of what happened previously. Because again, like you say, there there was nothing happened. I was a bit disappointed that he wasn't more. Maybe maybe less reluctant to, to get people off the pitch, but no, I'm not a referee. And you know, we talk about landmarks there. Matt Simons, 50 caps to the club. What a, what a workhorse he is. What a signing he's been since he's come. Joe Marler, 150 games to the club. Amazing yeah. achievement. Um, obviously, we spoke. We did a little um, social media post for Dan Cole in the week. You know, it goes goes like up <laughs> yeah. saying what a, what a servant he's been in English rugby for for 250 games. Yeah. And uh, the one I the literally sport. saw about 10 minutes before we started recording was that was Mike Brown's 60th try for club, which takes him 12th all time. Of the um, Premiership try scorers, and actually Danny Cares ahead of him in in tenth with 64 tries. We so, you know we've got a couple of le- couple of Queens legends in the top in the top 15, and hopefully they'll uh, slowly keep working their way up the ladder for the next couple of years at least. And I think one more thing that I've got to say on the game again: we can't we can't go without talking about either of them. I thought Lewis Liner was brilliant again on the wing; he's getting better as the week goes on. And and Archie White is just quietly going about his business, tackling hard, working hard in defence couple of turnovers here and there doesn't get the plaudits that evans does at the breakdown but i thought again that he was he was superb
1: yeah for sure and uh lewis liner again looks deadly doesn't he especially when he's got the ball out wide i always back him to beat the first man and if you've got a winger that can do that that really opens up um opens up what what possibilities the team have to score points particularly when we've got such good support play and we talked about that unstructured attack last week um going back to the 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 yellow card actually it's interesting because Two minutes later, Lewis Liner actually gets our bonus point try. Um, so we reacted well to it, um, and I've got I've got some very clear notes on my phone here as I was watching the game. Forty two minutes, we've just got the bonus point after half time. There's still the entire second half to go here. It is so important how we play from here. What's the mentality going to do now? We've got that fourth try. We seem to sort of be out of out of sight. How do we respond from this? Um, and then a few minutes later, there's the charge down for Marcus Smith and, and Leicester get back in the game. Another try. And then sort of 15 minutes from time we were attacking, we get to their line looking like we're about to, to close the game out with 15 minutes left and we get turned over on their line. And they're the moments that you need to convert if you if you want to be in top four. So um, there was a few sort of last minute penalties to Leicester as well as, as our discipline or indiscipline crept in again. Um, so plenty of learnings to take from it. And you actually tweeted it was, it was a great game to watch, but there was also a bit of frustration to it as well. So we walk yeah. away with five points and uh, sit well fourth in the table but same points as sale and third going into this weekend against sale is going to be absolutely massive
0: yeah that's a massive game down at the stoop next weekend shame we all can't be there obviously um yeah frustrating was the one that that sort of you know crept into my head because in the wasp game we killed it off it didn't we didn't look like letting them back in the game in the bath game they they did creep back in and we did open the door for them and um it it was a frustrating second half. And again, you know, maybe it shows how far we've probably come in the the last three weeks, but I'm almost disappointed in the the fact that we didn't score another couple and, you know, you know, go further in the lead and we let them back in, obviously, you know, charge (laughs) kick, it happens, but we, um, at the end of the day, look, five points, bonus point, we'll take it and, and sell next week is massive.
1: Yeah. I mean, we always want more as fans, don't we? We've got five points and four, four tries after 42 minutes. We've, Got the bonus point win again but as fans you always want more don't you we want that sort of ruthless streak of we just won't stop playing until the referee tells us to stop basically so but um speaking of fans always wanting more we got something we wanted this week didn't we with uh our number 10 resigning, that's that's a huge bit of business for the club and really a big statement of intent Anything? think
0: yeah i mean we, we we speak about him almost every five minutes on this podcast because we like him so much but it's he's <laughs> massive for us i mean how well he's played in, in this season how well he's played last season we can't talk highly enough of him. He's, he's the future of our club. You know, he's potentially going to be a captain of a club, potentially he will play for his country. I'm sure he will at some point in the, maybe not in the immediate future. And I hope we keep him as long as we possibly can, but he's just so good to watch. It was different actually watching him with a bit of headgear on yesterday. I'm not sure how I, weird, I felt, about it? That. I felt, I felt a bit better watching his little sort of little mop flop about in the wind, but no, it was, um, you know, massive news. And we also got a bit of an inkling in, in some of the stuff that was, you know, put out in the in the media a couple of days previous but you know, huge you, you can't you can't underestimate how big that is for us and hopefully we get a few more with the likes of maybe don brandt in the future and maybe you know a few yeah. other names like that you know ex, you know going long term with with the club and and being the next crop of marler brown care robin yeah for sure you know, we're finding that new crop hopefully now and i think marcus is is uh, marcus is very much the spearhead of that
1: yeah, he's integral, isn't he? And uh, you made a good point there about Don Brandt. Uh Don Brandt actually commented on Marcus's Instagram post and uh, Marcus replied saying, you're next big man or something you're like next, that. You've so got agent Marcus as well as fly half Marcus now as well, which is good to see. Um, yeah, no, crucial player. He's integral for us going forward, isn't he? So it's a, it's a good bit of business to get done. And I think it's a huge weight off, off the fan's shoulders, even though we have no role in it at all. But all of a sudden, I feel very, very confident in us going forwards. Um, and um, I think... He seems incredibly wise for such a young guy. I mean, he's, he's 22 now, right? It was his ber- his, his birthday at the weekend, um, so he he speaks very well in front of the microphone. I'm sure he's been media trained because he, he was sort of a young superstar, so he would have been trained sort of fairly early on. Um, but he, no, he, he speaks with great enthusiasm and great focus. He seems incredibly focused. Even Nev's interview after the game yesterday touched on it. He's he's very focused, but he's got so much growth still to come, which is phenomenally exciting. Um and actually I've I've worked with him on a on a few shoots previously Here we go. Here uh, we an go. An here an here an we go. So um there's a story from from 2019, it was pre-Rugby World Cup and we kind of knew Marcus it was too soon for him to, to be selected, but um we were doing this mass shoot up in up in Stockport where the head office is and we had a whole host of rugby players there from various different clubs who who were likely to be selected for the home nation so it wasn't just england it was sort of Ireland, scotland and wales as well um and, and marcus i don't know how many shoots he'd been on of that caliber before but he had, he just brought such an energy to the room when he came in um and we had two sets one was based more on skills so we were having him doing drop kicks and, and sort of um place kicks and everything around all of this really expensive equipment and he was like you sure you want me to do it (laughs) like i I don't want to break anything and we were like no no no, it's fine like we back you and he absolutely nailed every single kick like sweet spot it was it was never in doubt um and then there was another set which was in front of this little green screen um sort of chest up focused on gifts what we wanted to do was engage with fans and have some of these funny quirky gifts um so it was all kind of like try celebrations or tongue-in-cheek things so for example, if he was to score a last-minute penalty to win a game or if he scored a try and did a celebration, we would love to have a gif of that celebration ready to go, just have that uh, unique piece of content that no one else would have. Um, and uh, we got some tongue-in-cheek stuff as well, like winking at the camera or sort of confident knowing nods as if to say if he got written off by the media before the game and he pulled the man, out, man of the match out the bag, then we could flash something like that up. And um, I've never worked with someone so invested in the content it was great. He it's came really around good. the camera after each edit to have a little point of view. He was like, oh, no, I don't like that. I'm going to change this. Uh, basically doing my job for me. It was great. Awesome. Um, but he tried He tried this wink. Um, and it was one of those ones where you just hold it for too long. It's quite forced. <laughs> He came around the. He, there was like a pause, and he was like, that wasn't good, was it? Came around the camera, he was like, nope, going to do it again, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Went back around the camera, tried again, and, and it just wasn't clicking, but he was relentless. And it reminded me of, like, his kicking. If he doesn't work, you just keep going, keep going, keep working on it. I was like, Marcus, I'm sure we will get there, but let's focus on like, a confident nod instead because we're short for time here. But it just showed his relentlessly focused streak, um, and was a great insight into his character. He's obviously good company to be around, and once he's got an objective in mind, he, he's set on getting it.
0: I think um, that was really funny. I, remember, I think it was in one of those, um, the close quarters that on the, on the Quinjizu channel, maybe a year or so ago. Um, the boys got Frank Lampard into the, um, <laughs> yeah. to the, down at Surrey Sports Park. And I think it was Dan, Danny Care was sort of doing the interview and he said, oh, you know, what's it like for these young lads on a, on you know, massive money and blah, 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 and all this fame. And then he sort of turns around and goes, well, you know, we've got Marcus and everyone starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, was, I just, no, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's clearly a, you know, a great bloke and, you know long may long may his uh, his form continue for us and well, actually we spoke about something in the week i I'd, I'd like to think that I' played a small part in his in his longevity and so in so far and his uh, his, 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 <laughs> success and going. his success and his his accuracy of the um sort of more specifically Marcus as you know as well as well documented as is a Brighton college boy um i actually went to a school that was a feeder school for brighton college we used to play against them a lot when i was at school this is in the infancy of my very you know my, my very short rugby career but um my grandma obviously our, our grandma will would uh, would would, re, would recant this story numerous times she uh, she tells a story of when i was i think i reckon i'm gonna say year five so god knows how old well i've been 10 11 um and we were playing Brighton College on the main pitch uh, on their playing fields. And behind the posts at Brighton College is the big sports hall. And you've got this big red brick wall behind it. And uh in those days, when we were playing at school, wherever you scored the try, you take the conversion from in front. And I think we we won, you know, 30, 40 points. And I was on conversions and I was just slotting them, slotting them, slotting them, and they're banging off the walls. Here he is. And I know i talk out, man. I'm talking myself up here and they're banging off the <laughs> taking on, got take, to do it. taking grandma's head off. And I've made me think you know, <laughs> Maybe, maybe thinking that if there's a um, a Joe, a uh, uh, Marcus Smith, a couple of years younger, peeking his head out of his geography classroom, looking at me on the pitch, going, "Car oh, one day I want to be like that guy." So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's 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 my Marcus Smith connection, loose loose as it is. But no, look, we're um, no, we're that. buzzing together, aren't we?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. In fact, we kept we came up with a little song for him, didn't we? Which, <laughs> oh,
0: here was, we go! Big, incredibly
1: rugby naus, isn't it? So nausey of us. But one thing I've noticed going to the Stoop and Mike Bovell, our, our stadium announcer, who was our guest last week, touched on it is um, sometimes we get accused of being similar to Arsenal in the fact we don't have too many songs or we can go a bit quiet when when the team go a bit quiet. Um, and i've always thought there's one thing missing from rugby games is that we do not support our individual players through through songs it's all about just getting the team going and I, I think that's missing i'd love to introduce something like that so we came up with some some lyrics for marcus didn't we are a goose stepping filipino oh,
0: ho, ho, ho. it's gonna Holy catch magic. on <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you know. I'm not going to see the but, whole thing. I mean... No, I, no. I, I, but that, lead, that does lead us on to our next talking point, which I'm really excited about, is uh, our Quinn's Anthems playlist. Because I think there's a there's a big part for music in the world at the minute, whilst we're all in lockdown. It, it brings a bit of escapism, doesn't it? And there's a few tracks on on my Quinn's Anthems playlist, which bring a whole load of nostalgia as well. So I'm excited to see what we can do here. So what we've started to do is create this Quinn's Anthems playlist on Spotify. We're going to sort of put forward a couple of tracks each now, Um and obviously, we don't want to overdo it. We want to keep it genuine to the clubs, so we're, there's no cadence to it. But if, if anyone listening has got any suggestions, we'll make the playlist open uh, and we'll add some in. So, Mike, what have you gone for?
0: Well, obviously, we know it's a, it's a classic. It's 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 the it's the song that you know makes me think of Quinns and obviously we put a little jingle to it in, uh, in the start of our podcast episodes but it's, it's The Mighty Quinn by Manfred Mann I mean you just hear I can hear the whistles every time there's a little yeah. alarm in the game and the south stand starts rocking and everyone starts banging their feet and it, it couldn't
1: be included, could it? it no, of could course not, not. not be included. Um they need to be careful when they play like that though. Sometimes in a game they'll play it in the seventieth minute when we're losing, it's like no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The game's gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're
0: twenty points down extra at home and it's just yeah, let, let's not bother. But yeah. no, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> let's just let's, let's just get to eighty minutes and head back to the Prince Albert. Um yeah. no, it's um and then the other one was um Joker and the Thief by wolf yes. And it's again, yes. we obviously had Mike Bovell on the on the pod last week and all it all I hear the oh, yeah, his the his just, uh... is blasting out. Yeah, it's oh man, I miss, I miss to that. But, um... yeah, that,
1: that one gives me goosebumps. That one puts me in the shirt and I feel like I'm running out on the pitch. Like that's what I imagine if I was to be a Quinn's player running out, I'd love that song to be playing.
0: Like pre game light show and light and show, they've got the flight of fire.
1: Yeah, the, the pyrotechnics going the on the pyrotechnics and Joker and the Thieves sure. playing. Oh, I'm getting hyped thinking about it. Oh, no. Um. The two I've gone for aren't your traditional Quinn's ones, but they hold very fond Quinn's memories. So the first one I've gone for is Rockin' All Over The World by Status Quo. Uh, And that takes me straight back to Cardiff in 2011 for the Amman Challenge Cup final when Camacho goes over in the corner. And after uh, we've lifted the trophy and the, the players are walking around the pitch and they come over to, to the Quinns fans and there's Nick Easter with his cigar, there's Brownie holding <laughs> the trophy up to everyone and there's rocking all over the world, status quo playing and the whole crowd is just bouncing, arms going up and down. It was brilliant. That was one of my earliest memories of Quinns and one of my fondest ones as well.
0: I'll tell you what, Nick Easter looks like he enjoys the cigar as well. I can see him sitting there with a the little sort of whiskey on the... Like, proper bloke, whiskey. isn't he? Yeah, proper bloke. He's <laughs> <girl. laughs> just a proper bloke. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the second one I've gone for is from another cup win. It was the the Aviva Premiership final in 2012, and the players are just coming down from the staging, having lifted the trophy, and just sort of congregating in front of the tunnel area with their families and feeling a moment. By Fida is playing, and it's one of those ones where it's sort of an out of body experience. You're just you literally are in the moment, um and that will forever be iconic to me as that that day in 2012 when we won our sole Premiership title.
0: So I'll put that one in there as well. No no, that's spot on and. Hopefully we're all singing, you know, the, the Goose stepping Filipino uh, next time we, we're allowed back in. And then the, the last one I had, I was thinking about um, famous, or like the biggest football chants currently, you know, doing the rounds in the Premier League. And actually it tweaked it, obviously we're not hearing hearing much stuff sung at the minute, and it actually tweaked because I saw a video of the Ryder Cup when they were singing the La La, LA. And I was like, I reckon we can <laughs> shoehorn some Quinn stuff in there. And I'm not quite sure how it works, but I've got... I've got Chris Robshaw and Will Carly, We're never going to stop. We've conquered all of London. Obviously, it would have been better if we would have beaten London Irish at home rather than drawing and <laughs> the, the fields of Langhorn Drive. And but I don't, know, I don't, I can't, quite work out how that's going to, uh, that's all going to blend yeah. in. But no, no we, uh, we we've, need. We've got, um, we've got a work in progress in there.
1: Yeah, we need Ealing to get promoted for that, don't we? All Saracens. In a minute, it's just us and London Irish, and technically, we're we're on a level playing field. But yeah, I like this territory. Oh,
0: <laughs> Anyway, well, I think that's uh, that's where we'll leave with for this week. So, yeah, great, great to chat as always. Big win of the weekend for the boys. Um, hopefully, another win next week against Sale and a massive win, and we can uh, try and cement our place in the top four. So, Holocaust podcast, plug the socials, go follow us on on Twitter and uh, and Instagram, and you know, go and find find us at wherever you consume your podcasts. And from all of us, I reckon that will do it, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, guys. See you soon.